0: Welcome to Follow Your Curiosity, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Creativity. Here's how to get unstuck. I'm your host, creativity coach, Nancy Norbeck. Let's go. Hey, everybody. This is Nancy Norbeck. I am here with this week's Creative Pep Talk, and I wanted to talk to you guys about a common preconception that is really prevalent in our culture. I had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple months ago where we were talking about one of her kids who really wants to do theater. And my friend was telling me that she really has her doubts because this kid just doesn't quite seem to get motivated the way that is usually necessary when you want to do something like theater. She has a background in music. And, you know, as she put it, you know, you got to really eat, breathe, sleep theater if that's what you want to do with your life. And at first I agreed with her. And then I started thinking about it a little bit more. And I said, you know, that may be true in a lot of cases. And, and it may be true that it doesn't look like your kid is really as interested in it as it seems. And we had been talking about somebody I know who seemed to exhibit the same kind of behavior, which is what made me think of this. And I thought, that could be true. But it could also be, That your kid is really interested in this thing, but there are so many things that can get in the way like anxiety or ADHD or trauma or just garden variety self-sabotage. And on thinking about it some more, there's also this phenomenon of being multi-passionate where a lot of us have many things that we're interested in and we can't narrow it down to just one because we're equally interested in and equally passionate about lots of different stuff. And so to people who come from this traditional view of the thing that consumes you is the thing that you obviously should do. And if it's not consuming you, especially if it's an artistic thing, then you must not want to do it enough. That doesn't work for multi-passionate people. And it doesn't work if you have an anxiety issue or a trauma issue, or if you've got ADHD that you know, impairs your, your executive function or just means that you think and function in a different way that maybe isn't bad, it's just different. It came up again recently in a different conversation, which is why I've been thinking about this. And the thing is, what I really want to convey is that Deciding that your kid doesn't want to do something that they say they want to do because on the outside it looks like they aren't as invested as you think they should be is really not, not the thing to do because you don't really know what's going on with that kid. You know, if you're telling your kid you are never going to be an ex, because you are not out there doing it all the time, because you are basically what boils down to not obsessed enough with it. And there's a whole lot to unpack with that concept too. You could be doing your kid a whole lot of damage because you don't know what it's like for your kid. And if you're saying that without listening, you really don't know, but your kid may also not be able to convey that to you very well. And this isn't even just about kids because let's be real, you can be any age and you can do the same thing to yourself. You can say to yourself, hey self, thought you really wanted to be a painter. When was the last time you even picked up a pencil and doodled in the margin of your notebook? Guess you really aren't cut out to be a painter after all. And what happens when you do that to yourself? Nothing good. It's not the kind of self-talk that is going to encourage you to get out and do the thing you want to do, right? The kind of conversation that's helpful is what's getting in the way. Why am I not feeling like I'm inspired to do the thing that I know I really want to do? What's the problem here? What can I do to find a couple minutes here and there to play with this and see what happens? Because maybe I just haven't given myself room to experiment. Maybe there's some belief in the back of my head. Maybe somebody said something to me once like, well, you're never going to be a painter because you don't want it enough. You know, we've all heard it. We've all, in many cases, said it to ourselves or to someone else. I want us to stop saying it. I want us to stop thinking it. I definitely want us to stop saying it to other people, especially young people who don't have the built-in defense mechanisms against that. But I want us to stop saying it to ourselves because we often don't have the defense mechanisms either. I want us to have respect for ourselves and our dreams. And I want us to approach them with curiosity if we are not getting where we think we ought to be. And I also want to approach with compassion because we are human there is only so much we can do there are only so many hours in the day and there can be mitigating factors like anxiety and trauma ADHD self sabotage and lots of other ones that i'm not even naming here and once again i am not a therapist which is why i'm not going into those if you think that one of those is your issue please go find someone who is a therapist and can help you with it cuz you'll you'll be so much happier when you do but in the meantime They shouldn't be an excuse to beat ourselves up. Beating ourselves up never, ever, 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 ever makes things better. And if you don't believe me, think about all the times that you've done it and ask yourself how successful they've been in making things better. Because I'll give you a couple seconds here. I'm going to bet you can't think of a single time that they made something better. Being curious being compassionate and talking to yourself in an encouraging voice, on the other hand, do help to make things better. They help way better than being judgmental and being critical and beating yourself up. And that goes just as much for any other people in your life of any age, especially young people, but certainly not only young people. So let's stop with that. Let's approach these things with curiosity and compassion genuine curiosity and compassion not just lip service the real thing ask what's going on and when you think you have a clue follow it see what you can do with it to make it better and see what happens when you do and that will give you more information more data that you can use to help you know keep following that thread until you've unraveled whatever it is that's getting in your way also Creativity coaching is that's kind of what I do. (laughs) So if you need help with that, that's why I'm here. But at the very least, stop doing it to yourself. Look at it with compassion. Look at it with curiosity. Because those are the keys to figuring it out and unlocking it. Beating yourself up will just make it worse and keep you locked up forever. So please stop. Please be good to yourself. It's always a better solution than being mean to yourself. And with that, I will see you next time. If this episode resonated with you, don't forget to get in touch on any of my social platforms or even via email at nancy@fycuriosity.com and tell me what you loved. And if you're feeling a little bit less than confident in your creative process right now, and you haven't yet signed up for my free email series on six of the most common creative beliefs that are messing you up, please check it out. It'll untangle those myths and help you get rolling again. You can find it at fycuriosity.com. And there's also a link right in your podcast app. See you there and see you next week. Follow Your Curiosity is produced by me, Nancy Norbeck, with music by Joseph McDade. If you like Follow Your Curiosity, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really helps me reach new listeners. Thanks.